and the post show is back um thanks for coming back in guys i know the post show has been away for a little while we had to take a break on this just due to you know there's so much to cover with demon slayer and attack on titan two episodes a week and just all our coverage of that so um but now demon slayer has ended the post show has returned um and again this for this episode our good friend bronson gave us a quick hand uh this week uh due to some scheduling issues and just you know the general insanity that is life um but uh yeah so this week we talked about a handful of movies and you know we talked about the juice that is elton ring but uh you know we talked about bronson uh, was talking about a really cool movie a bargain bin movie that he found called small engine repair we talked about Netflix's The Power of the Dog with Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, The Kingsman, and uh, we talked about uh, Wes Anderson's French Dispatch. Uh, really short, fun little episode. We did a lot of recording tonight, so we get this one pretty pretty short. But uh, anyways, glad to be back. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we will see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Splendid. And yourself? I'm good. Just uh, just recorded a couple AOT pods. How you feeling? We got the one-two punch in there. I'm feeling yeah. pretty good. It was good. Again, thank you so much for helping Dave and I out uh, this last minute. Like like I said, life uh, life has been crazy these past couple of weeks. And uh, again, we very appreciate it. It's good to have you on the show. Oh, I really appreciate it. I've been a fan since the beginning. It was an honor just to get to score the opening uh, theme, and now it's oh. a bigger honor to to join the crew for for a wee bit. Man, it blows my mind. Like I get like you know like the one two punch every time. Like I edit it, and I'm like, ah, oh, this was made for us. And then I listen to the show. You know, I listen to our shows, obviously, and it's just like, oh, this was made for us. I love it. It's it's always it's a really good feeling. So hell yeah, appreciate it. But, um, so, you and I have, like, you know, there's, like, one thing we're clearly going to talk about, uh, but we'll save that for a little bit, but um, what, uh, what have you been watching, man? Uh, a couple different films. Uh, one that my father-in-law bought from the bargain bin at Walmart, okay. that ended up being a much lovelier surprise than I was anticipating, was uh, a film called Small Engine Repair. Small? I never heard of that. Okay, is that a new so, movie? Uh, I, did it come out 2021? Let me just see here. Yeah, it came out this year. Huh. Uh, I don't believe, I'm not sure if it had a theatrical release, but it seems like the kind of film that they would have uh, played at a festival. Okay, yeah, there you go. South by Southwest Festival. Um, and it features, uh, have you watched Boardwalk Empire? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. so you remember uh, uh, Nucky's brother? Oh, uh, Shea Wiggum? That's right. Yeah. So Shea Wiggum, yeah. uh, John Bernthal. Oh, okay. And then <laughs> the, right. du- the director, who also stars in it, John Polino. He hasn't done much. He's done, like, he did the Jake Gyllenhaal movie where he was trying to learn how to walk again or something. But, oh. uh, but anyway. Uh, oh, the Boston, the Boston bombing one. That's the, the marathon one. movie. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So he directed that, and I think he probably made a decent buck and then decided to go do this one where he's starring in it. And it's just three childhood friends. So you got John Polino, John Bernthal, and Shia Wiggum getting together for beers. And they have all got really strong uh, Boston accents from what I can oh, gather. Oh, my God. I'm so sold in this movie. I have no idea. And it's kind of – it's like super, <laughs> super just them joking around and like funny. You've got some of that Gobel hunting – 
Boston comedy vibe. And then the movie just takes a really sharp left turn and goes into potential thriller horror territory. Oh. And it, yeah, the, the twist comes out of nowhere, and then it becomes kind of a different film. But at the end of it all, it's a really fun ride. I would not recommend anybody buy it, but if you happen to have a spare five or seven bucks and you're looking for an interesting watch there's a bargain bin calling your name at walmart <laughs> right yo man if, if anybody listening can find this freaking movie you know for five bucks i'd buy this movie really wow I'm that's sucker. i'm a sucker for john bernthal though i could watch that guy in anything yeah, my well my brother and i all the time like he's our guy like anytime like we're recommending a movie to each other it's just bernthal like that's all we need to say to each other. It's like, all right. I mean, even if he's not, even if he's the smallest role, you could be watching like Sicario and be like, "Yo, Bernthal's in that man for kills it." I, you know, I watched Sicario like re, like I rewatched it like not too long ago, and it's just, you know, Bernthal is just so good at like being, like he's like one of the he's it's nice he's like one of the more modern character actors, and he just like fits into anything that he's in. Like he's he's so good at blending into the like the scene and the environment. I'm uh, have you seen the new um, Sopranos? Uh, like the I many Saints of Newark? No, but he's in it, right? Yeah, I believe he is. That's that's the one. Like you know, I've been trying to sort out like trying to get a movie night together. I, sure I he need... plays Tony's dad. Oh, does he? Yeah, because I, their Uncle June is played by. Some other actor I've oh, seen and stuff. Corey Stoll is Uncle Jim. That's right. Yeah. And then uh, I'm pretty sure Bernthal might be uh, Soprano Senior. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. That, that's the one. I, that, that, that's the one that's been I gotta the top see of my mind. I, can't I, I wait need then. to see that. That'd be actually be a fun movie night. We should, maybe we should oh, uh, hell put yeah. that together. Oh, hell yeah. Sweet. I was trying to talk uh, Yeah, my father-in-law, but he can't. For whatever reason, no, nobody else in my household has uh, fallen in love with Did the you Sopranos. Watch, you watch The Sopranos? Oh, start to finish. Love yeah. I, I'm, I'm still short. I'm still short uh, a couple seasons. You know, I think we talked about it on the post show a few, you know, actually a few months ago at this point. Um, you know, Dave and I. I just did like a random rewatch of season one and I was just, yeah, I just stopped. I finished season one. I was like, yeah, that's what I needed. You know, just a reminder of like, yeah, this is great TV. You know, this, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the, the legendary status of that show just blows me away. And I'm really excited to see that movie. Oh, me too. Me too. Especially to see like what, what, how much, how they can expand the world. And also just to see how uh, Gandolfini's son does in the role of uh, Anthony Soprano. Yeah, oh man, it's spooky. There's the stills from the movie that I've seen. Like, it, it blows my mind how how similar they look. Like, it's you know clearly father and son, but um, I'm sure uh, I'm sure he, he did great. I I heard pretty good reviews about it. Like, you know, I don't I don't usually buy into a lot of reviews too much. There, I like just like to just like to watch stuff. But um, but uh, speaking of reviews, I yeah. checked out. Have you heard of the movie Power of the Dog? Power of the Dog. Doesn't ring a bell. What's uh, what's some of the uh, actors we got starring in there? So this is <clears throat> apparently this is like the front runner for best picture this year uh, at the Oscars. Oh, uh, uh, Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. Right, um, right, Jesse right. Plemons. Uh, Kristen Dunst. I haven't um, seen it, but I've heard nothing but great things. How was it? You, you know what? I I really liked it. You know, it's 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 one of those movies where it, it reminds me a bit of uh, Nomadland last year, where everyone was talking a big talk about how like this is the one like this is going to be you know like one of the defining movies of like the next few years and this and that and i watched it and you know i I turned it off it was just a little patronizing (laughs) i was like i was like i don't need rich people acting as you know poor people to like you know tell me that i'm screwing the world off by you know because i purchased something from amazon like it it was very weird messaging but i that was a total total uh, tangent there but so power dog it was really good you know it was like 
like it was it's marketed as like a western and it's set in the 1920s on a uh i think it's like a, a ranch like a, a cow ranch or cattle okay. ranch in uh, minnesota somewhere and it's it's out there man like in i everything that i had read was that it was one of like the slowest burns for a movie in recent memory and i definitely felt that but I was pretty dialed in. I was like, I was following the beats. I didn't feel like any scenes were dragging. Um, Cumberbatch is, it's weird to see him like do like a, a Western. I'm so used to hear him doing like Dr. Strange and then like his regular British accent. Right. Right. See Sherlock him, or yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And to see him do like a, you know, like a cattle rancher, like really trying to get into that role. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's, that's different for you, buddy. Like, <laughs> I, you know, but it was really good. Um, very it was one of those ones where i watched it wait i think i started at like one in the morning it's a two hour two almost two hour ten minute movie kept falling asleep in the last like 30 minutes and like i felt like every few minutes i was falling asleep rewinding but it was i was just so invested i was like stop falling asleep <laughs> you know like just finish this movie you're really digging it but uh yeah i know it's uh it was a really good I, I do recommend it like if you like westerns it has some elements of it good set design the there's something I'd, I'd be curious if you watch it let me know because the house they live in from the outside it looks like a style of architecture for a home i've never seen before you know it's it was just, like test houses that they build out there being like what do you think of this well maybe, i thought maybe that's what it was like maybe this is just kind of like what mansions look like because in the movie and i don't want to spoil it because you know the this is definitely a movie you want to the beats are very important like the, yeah. the you know like any movie i guess but it's just you know I was the motion, like how, like how the motions went through the movie. It was surprisingly quick for a movie that people say is such a slow burn. I was like, oh, this movie's moving, you know, like it's, uh, they never stay on a scene for too long, but, um, yeah, like just, there's just something about this house. I couldn't wrap it up. I was like, is this just what a mansion looked like back then? Because in the movie they allude to like how, because like they're having like meals with the governor at one point of Minnesota, so like I feel like only like rich people back then got to sit down and have a dinner with the governor, <laughs> you know, of their state. So like, oh, it's, yeah, it's just oh, it's just it's such a strange house. I don't know why. That's the one thing I've been fixated. I've I've been like looking up architecture design in the 1920s, <laughs> you know, in like you know Midwest America. Like it's oh yeah, and I'm getting nothing. So, but uh, but yeah, so Power of the Dog, I, I I recommend it. It's it's a good movie, and I understand why it's it's being claimed as the front runner for uh, for best picture. Damn, I do love me a, a dark, brooding uh, Western film, whether and, it be you know there will be blood or the proposition. Like plenty of good stuff out there for sure. Yeah, and I would see. I would say like their only blood is like way drier and like way more of a patient watch wow. than this ever is. So it's if I mean, if you, okay. if you can stick with uh, there will be blood, I think you'll be fine with the power of the dog. Sweet. Yeah, um, it's on Netflix too. It's a Netflix joint, so it's you know if you have Netflix, it's uh, sitting there waiting for you. Nice. Yeah. Well, for my second film, uh, rec- well, not even recommendation, just that I saw that was pretty interesting was The King's Man. Oh, how was that? It's not bad sure the reason i don't like it as much as the other kingsman movies i was gonna say have you seen both of the the, the yes. other ones okay and i liked i think the first one's still my favorite but i really did enjoy part two quite a bit okay i found pedro pascal was a lot of fun as like a villain ish in that role sorry spoiler warning oh yeah um, i i haven't seen the second one but that's yeah that's uh, <laughs> I, I i i've had that spoiled for me already okay good so you know that the main lore and he pulls grogu out at one point <laughs> it, it gets crazy cool um <laughs> So for this film, what's so weird about it is that 
like the beginning and the end feel like a Kingsman film. And then there's this middle portion that just concentrates on World War One uh, warfare huh. in the ravines with the mustard gas and the lack oh. of communication tools. And don't get me wrong from a historical standpoint, like it's really interesting to see, like it makes me want to watch, you know, Peter Jackson's uh, sure. documentary that he did about the World War One soldiers. Yep. But it doesn't, like what I don't want to see this when I'm watching a Kingsman movie. I want to sure. see spies kicking ass mm. with obtuse violence. And when we get that, I find the movies at its strongest. And Rafe finds uh, oh, knocks it out of the park, man. Oh, he's so. Good. Does it does it have the same kind of humor as the the other ones? Because like yes. they're they're kind of raunchy, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There's like there's uh, who's the guy who plays the lizard in the new Spider-Man movies? Uh, Alfred Reese. Oh, Riss Ivans. Riss Ivans. He, or Reese he, Ivans, yeah. He plays uh, like a Russian bad guy who works for the czar. Um, like Rasputin? Rasputin, that's right. Oh, my he, God. He, he literally plays Rasputin. <laughs> and that's another thing this movie does. They'll literally just take historical figures and just like turn them into spies, essentially, with like super fighting abilities. And Rasputin's fight sequence, like his main one, if you will, is he almost... That scene almost stole the movie. It was pretty ridiculous. Did they try to play up him being a wizard like people Con- said he they, was in real life? They play around that he has that almost a magical-like effect on people. Oh, but okay. yeah, they do, they do play into that, and it's friggin' hilarious. What a great fight sequence. Oh, uh, Kingsman. Yeah, yeah that's, that's another one I've, I've been wanting to check it out because I fun. knew it was set in World War One and all that, and I thought that, that, that was kind of interesting considering like, where the previous ones were. And you look at like, and the the big thing I'd, I'd take away is that if you enjoy Matthew Vaughn's work, yeah, I think it's Matthew Vaughn, like kick ass guy. He did the kick ass stuff. That's right. right. He did yeah. kick ass. He did X Men First Class. He did an oh, amazing the movie. good one, exactly <laughs> the good. right. The best, arguably, <laughs> the best uh, X Men film. Although I really like Days of Future Past, but I don't think you do, if memory serves. Days, which one's Days of Future Past? Uh, it's so time, hard to lock time travel up. Sentinels. Mm, maybe not. Is that the one? What's the one with the scene of Quicksilver in the Pentagon? Yeah, uh, that states a future past. In the Pentagon, is that when they're breaking out Magneto and he's like running in the circle? Like, yes, yeah, yeah, that's the one. Oh, I remember that being kind of okay. That was pretty, so, and Matthew Vaughn also did one of because uh, he had pretty much gained his stripes working under Guy Ritchie. Okay. And so the first movie that one of the earlier films he did as with uh, as a director was a film called Layer Cake. He did Layer Cake? I fucking love that movie. That's an amazing film. And that's arguably the film that got Daniel Craig the Bond role. So I highly oh, recommend Layer Cake. Anyone listening, go watch Layer Cake. That yes. is that screw, is an awesome screw movie. The Kingsman. Go watch Layer Cake. <laughs> I'm probably gonna watch Layer Cake before I watch the Kingsman. I'll tell you that for free. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix too at the moment. So oh, really? Uh, okay. Yeah. Have at her everyone and uh you're welcome god Larry, i haven't thought of that movie in a long time that is a very good movie dumbledore acting like a proper prick in that one <laughs> what's uh what else you've been watching right so the, pretty much the only really other movie i watched this year um is uh the french dispatch i've seen that as well okay perfect um i think you know this i'm i'm a huge huge wes anderson fan stan whatever you want to call it um i i love all his movies and i did like this um, this is going to sound so petty of me. I rented it, you know, you know, because, you know, you got to rent things to see them there and whatnot. Of and course. the next day, literally the next day it was on Disney plus. Oh, and I was like, hmm. I'm like hmm. <laughs> I kind of want my five bucks back. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just, but anyways, but, um, 
it's <clears throat> it's been this is actually the first time I've seen a Wes Anderson movie where I'm like, oh, I might need to rewatch that because like it didn't it didn't like just it feels like every movie I've seen by him. You know, I, I discovered Wes Anderson when I was a teenager and, you know, it was just very of the times like that style. And, you know, you and I come from like, you know, listening to punk and, you know, like indie backgrounds. So like his movies always had like a visual sensibility similar to like, you know, like what, you know, you, Dave and I have like kind of grew up listening to. And it was just like, you know, a, you know, like a, a mash made in heaven kind of thing. For sure, yeah, very, uh, you know, Vampire Weekend-esque. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, you know, very, like, you know, just the visual storytelling is important, you know, in a weird way. Like, his movies Perfectly are very similar symmetrical. to anime. Very similar to anime. A lot, like, the visual yeah. storytelling is as important, if not more important, than the dialogue a lot of the time. And the dialogue is, like, you know, spectacular in his movies. But this is the first time, and I, I did really like it, but this is the first time where I was like, ah, shit. Which, uh, you know, of, I might need to rewatch that. Which, uh, without going into spoilers, just for those who yes. haven't seen it, what was your favorite of the three? I believe it's three short stories that are told throughout. Yeah. So for anyone listening, the movie is kind of broken down into three vignettes, I guess, if you want to call it. And they're That's kind fair, of yeah. it's it's all based around reporters telling a story for this New Yorker type um, magazine based in uh, is it Paris, France? No. Yeah, well, I guess French Dispatch. I want to say Paris. Paris sounds yeah. Weird. So it's like, but I think it's based out of Kansas. The newspaper's based out of Kansas, but they're right. in. Anyways, um, I believe the the one with uh, the cook. I really like that. With um, I think is that the one with Ed Norton. He plays oh, he yeah. plays the police chief, and that, like they, they have a... there's like a famous police chef for some reason. He's been an expert at like making the meals. You know. For, oh, man, he's badass. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I really like that one. I like them all. The artist one with Benicio del Toro was really good too. That was my favorite. The the one with Francis McDormand was in Timothy uh, Chalamet. Chalamet. Yeah, Chalamet. Shamalama Ding Dong is the other one I call him. But it was it was it was okay. Like you know, I like Fran- I really like Francis McDormand, but I think of the three, that was my least favorite. But I really like the Benicio del Toro one. Like. Benicio is one of those actors where, like, he should have been in Wes Anderson's movies like ten years ago. Oh my god! You know, I can just, just some of the roles like Mash Made like, in uh, Heaven, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, just like oh, <sighs> Benicio would have fit in extremely well. I mean, and and maybe just I'm I'm just a sucker for uh, for nude women, but seeing Lea Sadu <laughs> naked during the Benicio del Story sequence, it certainly helps it with a couple of bonus points, sure. if you yeah. will. Yeah, Benicio getting all the right angles, but um, yeah, no, so like it's. I really, really liked it, you know, and it's, but it's one of those ones where it, it felt, he, you know, like his, his timing and his cadence of his movies are, are quite fast, but I felt like the, just by the nature of the storytelling of trying to get three stories into one hour, like 40 minute movie, I think it was, it seemed, a, I think it was actually quite short compared to some of his other movies. Um, I felt like it was just too fast, like jumping from story to story to story. You know, like Owen Wilson, like, you know, is in pretty much all of, you know, Wes's movies. Uh-huh. And like, even his moments are like, they're so fleeting and so fast. You're like, oh, like, I didn't even get that joke. Like, it was like joke to joke to joke. Oh, yeah. To when joke. he just disappears on the, on a bike at some point, you're like, no, no, come back. Yeah. More of you. yeah. Exactly. So, like, it's just one of those, you know, and I, I own all his movies. I rewatch them all the time. And it's, but this is the, it's been the first time ever. Cause like, you hear that a lot about people, those movies where like, I need to watch them a few times to get them. It's not, that, it's not that I didn't get this movie, but it was like, you know, damn. 
<laughs> you know, I, 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 like I saw, you know, Isle of Dogs, the Grand Budapest, like I still you know, haven't seen either of his like Isle of Dogs or the other one that was with uh, stop motion. Oh, the Fantastic Mr. Fox. That's right. So oh, I've got two. Oh man, their Isle of Dogs is Brian Cranston is hilarious in uh, Isle Cranston's of Dogs. Cranston's in it. Yeah, oh. he's he's one of the main. He's the main dog. Oh, you're selling me. Yeah. Oh, like in <laughs> Ed Norton. Like, there's like this whole. At one point, there's this whole pack of dogs. I think it's Bob Balaban and uh, Ed Norton, Jeff Goldblum, and Brian Cranston. And it's just like Brian Cranston's like the leader, and like the other three are always like. Oh, and uh, sorry, Bill Murray as well. The five of them, and like the other four dogs are like having like dialogue behind him, like throughout the whole movie, just like kind of t- like bickering amongst each other. And it's just always like Brian Cranston like cutting to like. Guys, they shut up. <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> it's it's really. I really really like Isle of Dogs. Julian, but, I don't uh, put that on my to watch list. Hopefully, they got that on Netflix. Right on. Uh, it's on Disney Plus. If you have it, I think all his all his uh, movies are on Disney Plus. Nice. Yeah, at least the the Fox made ones. <clears throat> but um, so let's let's just get down to it. This is the real reason I really wanted to have you on the post show this week. Um, also, along for helping us out, Bronson. Let's talk about some Elden Ring. Let's talk about. Potentially one of the greatest video games ever made. You know, you, you know, you and uh, you and the missus were over for uh, for dinner this past weekend, and I was so devastated. You were you were just like looking at me with bated breath, like so Elden Ring, and I'm like, I haven't touched it yet. Like it's oh. sitting there waiting for me, but I put in a full weekend, pulled like a good full three days with it. Good, I'm, and, I'm happy to hear that. Uh, what a game! What a game! It's um. You know, <clears throat> like have you, you played Demon Souls, correct? Yes, I just just finished it maybe two months ago. Oh, as per, per your request. Yeah, perfect timing then. Um, so, but like other than that, like did you play any of the other From Software games? Yes. So uh, I I technically popped my cherry as it were with Dark Souls three, but oh, it didn't, okay. the bug didn't catch right away. I think I got sure. to the poison swamp, and I was just disheartened and quit. <sighs> at which point, I the Bloodborne had come as a PS Plus game, so it was free to download. Okay, yeah. And so I got that, and that lore was enough to get me through the story, and I, quote unquote, got good. Sure. And then I revisited Dark Souls three, and then Demon Souls, and nice. uh, Sekiro as well. So. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I've, I pretty much started with. I haven't touched any of the the Dark Souls games, um, but I played, uh, loved Bloodborne, um, and you know same. <clears throat> played uh i didn't sekiro i didn't stick with just i think wasn't the right time wasn't like the the right mo- I, I borrowed the game uh from liana's brother and <clears throat> just there was other stuff going other stuff to play kind of thing so it didn't it didn't land but loved demon souls when i got the ps5 it was the first thing i bought because you know i got the system and i was like i don't want to play old ps4 games you know just Otherwise, on this i want i want to yeah. play you know, I want to play a fucking PS5 game. Oh, and I was man. like, Demon Souls, all right, let's go for it. And it just completely gripped me. And I am getting, with Elden Ring, I'm getting that feeling, like, like times three. I am just, like, the world getting along. And the nice thing, too, is I'm playing with my brother, you know, and it's his it's his first time playing a game, and like, he, even remotely. Like, he's what? never touched a Souls game before. And I told him, I was like, patience, patience is key and just like you know just roll with it and Head him and i have been jumping in the multiplayer and like you know oh. we're getting lost in the woods and finding stuff and discovering oh, it's just it's you know <clears throat> you know if dave was here you know he'd be able to attest to this but i think genuinely i haven't felt as elated and excited about a multiplayer-esque game since when we me and my brother first fired up world of warcraft back in the day 
Damn. You know, like we were so excited. We were in it. It was just like a, a world to discover. And Elden Ring feels that way. Just like, this is my world to discover. You know, like, you know, Devin had played for a little bit without, you know, prior to me firing it up. And he was like, oh, let me, you know, and I had played for a couple hours before we figured out the multiplayer. And I'm sorry, I'll let you talk in a minute there. But, no worries, no worries. But, you know, I was like, oh, like, Devin, you know, let's go this way. Like, I'll, I'll show you something that I found over here. And he's like, oh, fuck. Like, I, I completely walked right by this. I missed it. And then, you know, he goes, oh, here, let me take you, let me show you something. And he leads me away. And I'm like, oh, I've been over here. I missed this. You know, like, just like the vastness of it all. And it's, it's, it's amazing how simultaneously massive and expansive it is, but so like jam packed in like little nodes all over the place. It's, it's so much fun. Like, and the bosses, like, you know, the challenge, like, have you, um, I don't think it's spoilers because, you know, the, I think the promotional material from the months leading up to this was that the first main boss is Margit. Have you gotten past Margit? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I have as well. Have you gotten past the boss after Margit? I have that literally. I beat Margit, and then I haven't played since. Damn. But uh, I know it's. I think believe it's Stormvale Castle. Correct. Yes. So I'm. I'm very much looking forward to that. But uh, oh, what? Man. What did you what roll I, again? Uh, I rolled a uh, vagabond. Oh. Okay. So I'm doing. Uh, at first, I wasn't sure if I was going to do just like a single-handed sword and shield and try to work on my parry. I then realized how much I suck at parrying. Sure. So now I'm just going uh, great sword, two-handing, cool. uh, learning how to dodge properly, and just getting some proper swings. I've got a nice bloodhound fang, I believe it's called, and okay. it just uh, builds up uh, bleed damage. So I'm getting a lot of bonus out of that. What it, and I'll say for me, like the big aha moment was right after the castle that you mentioned, because there's just a whole other area that I didn't anticipate as far as the size and scope. And it's so different as far as, you know, instead of being grass and stones, it's a lot more water-based without giving anything away. Yeah. And there's so much lore that you can kind of build in your own head about what's going on. And I feel like I've been reading a bit of interviews as far as what George R.R. Martin's involvement was. Yes, yeah. And apparently a lot of it was... uh, Mia, what's the uh, the developer's name? Miyaku, Miyakuzi. Uh, yeah. <coughs> excuse me, pardon me. Uh, Miyazaki. Miyazaki. Yeah. Um, was telling him, listen, like, be very broad with your strokes. Yeah. And we want everything that you write to serve the player. And I feel like the story's not too heavy-handed. Um, have you been anywhere with a red sky yet? Oh, are you talking about the treasure chest that uh, takes you away to the? Is it? Uh, I haven't even. Been to, I oh, haven't no? even been to that. I've just been. There's like, if you go more. Uh, east, eventually, you get to like a red zone where everything's just really strong. Yeah, I, I have been there. Yeah. Okay, cool. By, and by accident. Very scary crows. I'll leave it at that. Oh, okay. I didn't experience any. Well, that, that was the thing, too. I was like, <clears throat> there's little, little things like that where it's kind of like the game, like the gameyness of it kind of takes away from the overall experience because. I was like, oh, well, I'm in this new place. I can just fast travel. That's because that's the one thing. You can just fast travel in this game. True. So it's like, oh, yes, I'm in this scary place. But I'm not scared because I can just get out of here. You know, it's, so it's, but, um, but yeah, that, it's, yeah. I do like the fact that you, even when you open the map, let's say to fast travel, the yeah. game's still going. Yes. So it's not like you do technically still at least to get away from whatever creature. Yeah, there's no pausing with these games. Yeah. No. That's why whenever the wife's like, Bronson, could you go run the errand? No, no, hon. No. I really can't. <laughs> no, I'm in the middle of fighting off some devil dogs right now. <laughs> right. So, right. so the thing I wanted yeah. to ask, I had mentioned earlier, you've been to the, uh, I guess, your home base, as it were, the round house uh, table? Yeah. yeah, the round, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did? Round house or round table hold. 
something did like you that. hug the lady <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you know what that does i do now <laughs> i i just found out today and i literally swore at my phone because i realized that i've been playing with a five percent handicap on my fucking health yeah. on a game that's hard enough as it is i, I was reading something on like bronson you need to check out the elden ring subreddit because like it's just everyone goofing so hard it's so oh. funny it's it's one of the funnest communities i've seen at a games launch um but someone was saying, like, of course they introduce, like, a nice comforting moment in their <laughs> games. And even then, like, you're not safe. Like, they're taking away 5% of your health. But but I, I do believe you can, like, get rid of that. Because she, give, she gives you a boon, and then if you choose to activate the boon, then your, your health resumes. It, yeah. And then you would need to get the hug again to re-get the boon. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know where in the start menu you can see what your current status elements are. So yeah, I guess I've just been, uh, you know, I don't want to flex too much, but <laughs> I kind of beat Margie with the uh, 5% less health. <laughs> oh yeah, Devin and I were like rocking our heads, like trying to take him out together. Oh. And it was just like... It's the hammer, man. Oh, it's... For me, it, what, there was... Because there's a... He doesn't do it too often, but he gets like a like a, that golden longsword at one point. Oh yeah. And he yeah. does like a four chain attack and you're like, I... Because that's the thing, because I'm playing a confessor, and I'm building like a, a faith build. So cool. you know, I'm doing sword and board. I got like I got a really good shield, um, pretty early on in the game that has because there's because they've had this before. Because I played in in Demon Souls, there's there's like a again this we're, we're just nerding out, guys. So enjoy. Um, <laughs> there was a there was a stat called guard boost, and essentially okay. what it did was like um, the higher your guard boost rating. I believe whenever you were hit with your shield up, it would drain. The higher your guard boost, the less stamina would you would lose whenever you block a hit. Okay. And I got this shield with insanely high guard boost. So even when someone does like a heavy two-handed attack, you still got plenty of stamina left. A significant amount. And then cool. also like the the big thing I learned is like the I know you said the parry, but like if you get like even like a block, if you hit like the R two button, you do oh like a finisher, the repost or whatever. Yeah, the, yeah. Oh. I think it's called the uh, the guard block, guard yes, block right. or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. And once I figured that out, I was like, all right, Margie, let's have a let's have another conversation. All right. <laughs> and oh, uh, like first try, I was like, well, that changed everything. So it's it's just one of those games you just learn, you know, along the way. So, but uh, no, I'm. It's you know Devin and I've been messing each other all week of like man I just I would rather be at home right now like getting lost in Limgrave. <laughs> That's know? all like, I uh, yeah, yeah man like I've got a bunch of baby showers this weekend and all mm-hmm. I'm thinking about as I'm opening uh, presents for my soon to be born son is yeah. I wonder if I could just critical roll over that and then I don't, haven't done that one small dungeon yet maybe I should take my horsey oh. and I, I like though that they don't let you uh, get away with uh, fall damage on your horse if you just try jumping at the last second. Yes. Oh, oh, like because you have like that double jump you mean. That's right. So you jump yeah. once, you're like, well, technically the laws of physics would. Uh, no, no, you're dead. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to be seeing the entire map. I discovered too that if you. Because like, there's these <clears throat> um, stones you can make. And like in previous Souls games, you know, they're, you can use them as like a, to make your own. Uh, like your bread, like a like a breadcrumb trail, tra- uh, trail, just in case you right, get right. lost. It's yeah. like a ra- it's called like a rainbow stone or something like that. Uh-huh. And I was reading and I tested it out that if you can you can drop one of those, like if it shatters on the way down, then you know if you fall down there it'll kill you. But if it lands, <gasps> then you know you can survive like the fall. 
so down and I are like at points where like him and Han are like, eh, look, is this gonna kill us or not? I'm like, all right, let's <laughs> let's drop a rainbow stone. It's like, I landed, let's go. And you just roll off the cliff or whatever, whatever yeah, ledge you're on. That's so, so smart. It's, it, it's nice that at least they've addressed that for those moments where it's like, dude, I don't even remember when my last sage fire was like i really don't want to gamble right now yeah yeah no but uh but yeah elden ring it's 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 been a lot of fun so but uh yeah so i think i think uh, the plan is just keeping like a nice quick and short post show tonight because we we double build some aot pods but um i uh, i will we'll have to play some elden ring together man that'd be so much fun because oh i God. think you can do more than one person multiplayer i believe so if so. not like just let me know i've never done anything multiplayer in those games oh, so. it's fun like just having like a like just me and devin like rolling and i was like all right this is this is sick like you know like the two of us together like we're and it's you know we're talking like you go this way like you pull him that way i'll get the jump on this guy you know it's just like <laughs> it, it felt like we were playing dungeons and dragons like with our dad growing up you know like just oh, like the, cool. the stories he would tell and this and that and, like us just experiencing it at the same time it's it's been it's been a ton of fun so Excellent. But uh, but right on. Well, again, Bronson, thank you so much for uh, giving us a big helping hand this week with the AOT pods and the post show as well. And uh, thank you guys for listening. I know we went kind of an Elden Ring rant there, but uh, the post shows are going to be back um, pretty much every Friday like we normally will now that we're down to just uh, doing the AOT uh, pause now the demon slayer has ended so and uh if you haven't uh, listened to those check them out we uh you know we did a weekly podcast on demon slayer and uh we're going to be wrapping up attack on titan soon we i think we have four episodes left so anyways again thank you guys for listening and uh we'll see you later take care everyone bye